I have just launched a mastermind called The Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, a podcast, a YouTube channel, and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to IamJoelBrown.com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with the man, the myth, the legend, Mikhail Kuznetsov. I got your name right. Awesome. And Mikhail and I have known each other for at least six years. We first met each other at Ty Lopez house uh, in the Hollywood Hills. And I remember Mikhail really being hands-on with the marketing experience that Ty was creating. And yeah, he has this genius about him where he can see things that most people can't. And he is really incredible at tapping into the technical side, but also bringing the visionary aspect into how we build brands and businesses. And uh, he has also had the opportunity to work with the RSD guys, Real Social Dynamics. He's been behind also Jump Cut, which is an incredible uh, company that teaches you how to blow up on YouTube, essentially. And, you know, these are all multi-million dollar companies that he's been behind and been very hands-on with. So I'm excited for you guys to listen today to the wisdom that Mikhail has. Mikhail is going to share with you some awesome techniques, strategies, and incredible insights into how you can really step in and blow your brand, your business, and your message up to have more impact in this world. So, Mikhail, thanks for jumping in, man. Thanks for having me, brother. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, really pumped, man. We're going we're gonna to unpack some knowledge today. It's, uh, it's going to be great. It's mm. going to really, I think, help people dial in to th this fear point that we all have of our own power as humans that we're kind of scared to unleash in a way, I think. It's like, it's like we know it's there. And we're kind of freaked out that we might become superheroes if we unleash it and that we might not be able to handle it, you know? So I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to get at least one person that's listening to dial into their superpower and like just say, you know what, I'm going for it and um, give them the tools that they need to do it. Yes, mate, that sounds great to me. I do believe that uh, when you have been in the game for a while and you've really flexed and seen what you're able to do, you can have this fear of your potential. Right? It can come into play. It's like, wow, if I really stepped in and I'm playing at 20 right now, imagine what 80% or 90% would look like. So for you, what do you believe is you operating at 100%? How would that look for you so the audience can get to know how your mind ticks? Totally, man. So I think there's this combination of uh, predictive analysis and flow state. So it's like, do you have the skills and can you actually be in flow freely enough to not have to think about applying those skills, right? Look at any top performer, um, whether that's sports, whether that's business, there's a certain sense of intangibles there that you can't truly break. 
down. And that is, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've read the book flow talks about that. So the way, the way that I view that is this perfect thread of execution and impact where every single micro element of your day actually has an impact potential to it. So and the way I view it is like, okay, if you spend, you know, uh, your day, like watching Netflix, well, okay, you didn't really make an impact point that day, but if you spend your day doing something else, then you, you've maximized your input potential. So this idea of like this, this limited time ticker of our time, right, of going, okay, well, did I use up every little element of that resource that I had? Because what I'm seeing over and over and over again is we're in this society where attention is the new commodity, right? Everybody knows that. Instagram, it's like, I, I catch myself checking Instagram all the time, right? Did I get a new DM? Oh, more DMs. Oh my God, more stuff. And then you look at those little micro elements and go, wow, I spent X, Y, Z time. It's like sand that just spills out. So if we're talking 100%, I'm kind of uh, developing this theory of like micro variance where uh, it's, it's, it's really simple. I'll just break it down really quickly before we kind of go, go on since you asked, right? Um, this idea of micro variance is like every little micro decision you make is a this or that decision. So you choose to go uh, build your business instead of you know, going out and partying, right? You choose to do X instead of Y. Uh, and then every decision is a this, then that decision. Because you chose to build your business, we're able to have conversations about business and different doors are going to open. So if you're asking uh, that, that 100% question, because I'm very meticulous in optimization, uh, that 100% question comes down to making a perfect sequence of microvariant decisions then add up to maximum output and impact for that particular day. If we were to take like a, a, you know, a chunk of 24 hours, did we make the most optimal decisions during that time to have the maximum impact? And uh, just to be clear, that doesn't just apply to finance. That applies to happiness levels. That applies to impact levels with relationships. That applies to uh, some spiritual aspects as well. So we're not just talking, you know, just chase the money. Uh, we're also saying, are you staying in balance and in harmony with yourself as a human being and the potential that you have? So I know that might be a little bit over some people's heads, but I think it's really important because uh, like as a marketer and, and you're a phenomenal marketer as well, it's our job literally to just to, to put people's attention into our, into our lane, right? And so you have uh, this hyper-competitive culture where everybody's fighting for the attention of everybody else. And what that creates is it creates this very disorienting uh, reality for most people because most people don't understand what's going on. They, you know, they're not familiar with NLP. They, they, they just don't have the tools to be aware of their own consciousness. And so what's happening is these people are getting distracted. They're getting knocked off their path and then they're finding themselves, you know, a year or 10 years later going, wait a minute, I had this big dream and, and what happened? I got distracted, right? I got, I got sidetracked and I see that over and over again. And the, um, I truly believe like if we want to have an amazing uh, planet and an amazing culture as humans for the future of like our, our species, you know, that we are here, we need to, we need to dial in on some of these little micro. So that's what, that's what hundred percent looks like is like getting that sequence perfect um, and then making those maximum impact points. I love it, man. I love that we just got to dive into your mind and see how you operate day to day. And it is, it's true. It's like focus one day at a time. I like that you've looked at it like that because, uh, you know, what we can do often is we can put so much weight on our shoulders because we're comparing ourselves so often to everyone else and we need to do, like, do it big. Remember, we were just talking about this before the call, this difference between being big and being great. And so many people are trying to be big nowadays as like this kind of scream above the noise to try and get out there. When really, if you really care about what you do and you're authentically choosing like, wait, this actually does light me up and I care about this and I wanted to deliver this value to the world through my products and services, then you'll focus on being great and actually getting results. And this is a long-term play. 
it's just so interesting to watch the scape. I mean, I know you've, you've been doing this as, probably as long as me or even longer and, you know, more than a decade in the online world and just so much noise is out there. But what I love about that is that there's going to be a lot of people not willing to really step up and do it right because they're trying to take shortcuts along the way. Totally. And to do that, I think the biggest thing preventing people is being human and being vulnerable. It's so easy to not be human, right? Um, one of the, one of the quotes, a, a really great marketer friend of mine told me, he's like, people only see what you show them. People only see what you show them. And it's so true, right? With social media, it's like, you can, you can paint the perfect canvas, put that out there and, and that's it. And then it doesn't leave any room for you to be human at that point. And it's become so easy to do that, that it's become almost habitual where getting the perfect filter getting the perfect post, getting the perfect this, getting the perfect that. And so I think that the human element is what we need to come back to. I think what we're going to see is a big slingshot effect and we're already kind of seeing it, right? Where if you look historically, you know, the, the internet got created, right? The internet's like a baby still, like as you and I are having this conversation, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's in its infancy. And so it got created. And then what happened was all these marketers came out and they could offer anything without any repercussion for having it to even fulfill it. <laughs> and then all this, the, the trust level dropped, right? The trust level dropped because people, you know, there wasn't really accountability in the marketplace. And so now what we're seeing is this personal brand angle because the idea with the personal brand, and brand angle is you can put a face on it. You can put a face on it. It feels congruent. It feels honest. Um, and it, it breaks through this idea of like wearing the mask. But to do that, um, it's, you, have to be, you have to be human. You have to be comfortable with your own vulnerabilities as a human. You have to be comfortable with your own fears, uh, with your own ambitions, and be a little bit more unapologetic. I think too many people make excuses for the things that they truly want to do, and they justify it. And uh, if I can make one recommendation, one of the big things that I've seen across the board with the money mindsets of um, every single person that I've worked with is they're unapologetic about the things that they want to do, and they, they don't even acknowledge the obstacles. Um, it's not even a, a breakthrough obstacles kind of thing. It's a non-acknowledgement. It's a passing through lightly uh, without even consciously being aware that there was an obstacle at all. And uh, I think that that comes down to being so confident with the fact that we're human, we're mortal. One day we're going to die. Time is limited. We get this chance to make an impact. That's it. We're going for it. And I think once you make that decision, I'm going for it to not revisit that decision again. I think that's a huge one where it's like, I'm going to go for it. And then when things get tough, people are like, go back and they're like, maybe I shouldn't do the, no, it's like, once you, once you've committed, that's it. You don't have to go back to that decision ever again. And just push, just push forward. That's it. You, you've made that decision, focus your bandwidth on making other decisions and actually make it happen instead of re considering whether or not you should be doing that thing you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's funny. It's like move with haste, but also be patient. It's this dance between the two. And uh, this is entrepreneurship. You know, this is what it, what it is when you step in to build something greater than where you currently are. It's going to require a lot from you, a lot of discipline. And we have a lot of listeners that are listening to this podcast right now that are working a nine to five. They're in the hamster wheel of life. Uh, some people like their job. Most people I hear don't. <laughs> I know I didn't. Uh, but, but really, they're, they're stuck in this like loop and they're saying, like, I want to create a business. I want to build something that has meaning that has impact that also brings in wealth. So I have security and freedom and power and all those other things. So just from your experience of working with people like Ty Lopez and the Jump Cut guys and the RSD team, these are multi-million dollar companies and they've had a lot of exposure. They've been marketed really well. And I know you've been behind a lot of their marketing. So you're doing something right. 
what would you say uh, to somebody that's starting out right now that's about to make the jump to start their own business? They know they need to go online to do it. What have you learned from working with these three powerful companies that you would give as advice to uh, new entrepreneurs? Okay, so the first piece is going to be a kind of a, a macro smaller piece, but is very, very important, okay? And that is get your money right. Get the resource element of it correct. I, I, I just did a video about this. It's called the influencer trap where it's so easy to go chase the likes and the followers and the comments and to get uh, totally sidetracked from the fact that uh, are you building a business or are you not building a business? Make that decision. Now, whether that's Ty, whether that's Jump Cut, whether that's RSD, whether that's any of the other people that I work with, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a business. Understand that, okay? Making a post on Instagram is not a business. Putting out a YouTube video is not a business. I, and, 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 I, and I mean that because so many people get so sidetracked and they don't understand the monetization elements that come from it. Like you're not gonna be able to, quote, escape your nine to five with uh, just, just, just doing Instagram, right? You have to have the monetary model behind it. Uh, the, and I think that scares people. And I think it should scare people. I think if it didn't scare people, everybody would do it. And, and it would actually get so saturated that nobody would be able to do it. So I think the fact that that element, like that being the first tip, it should kind of freak you out and it should make you have that reality check of when, like, when you hear that is the first thing go like what, what goes on in your mind? Is it, Oh, whoa, I don't know what it takes to build a real business. I'm scared. It freaks me out. I don't know if I have the tools. If that's what it is, you're on the right path. Like you have to understand that if that's the first thing that triggers in your mind is I'm kind of freaked out that that's the tip. Uh, I don't really know. How do I create a product? How do I monetize? Good, 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 good. You, you, now it's not an unknown unknown anymore. Now it's a known unknown. You know what things you need to master, what things you need to learn, and what things yeah. you need to develop. And uh, so, so that's the first tip. Okay, treat it like a business. Um, get your money right because the biggest thing there is once you free up your time, then you can do it full time. Then you don't have to juggle, right? I spent years, man. I spent years being a an executive in a company and building the dream executive moonlighting, right? I mean, that's a, that's a Superman complex. Totally. Think you can do it all. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, shadow selves and, and all this stuff. We can, we can go into that stuff too, uh, for sure. But I think uh, that's something that I see so many people struggle with. I, I was talking to a girl very recently. She has a mil million followers. She lives with two roommates, right? And I go, how do you live with two roommates? Because she doesn't understand the business component. So if you want to be a coach, if you want to be a speaker, if you want to be an influencer, a writer, start asking yourself, how are you going to free up your time? Free up your time, because that's the critical element. That time is going to allow you to do the things to make the impact, right? Like this right now, you and I are sitting here, we are, this is a seed. This is our time being planted as a seed for those of you that are listening, so that that seed in you can sprout, it can grow, and it can bear fruit in your life. And for you to be able to make that same impact, you're going to need to have the potency of your time to be able to devote to it and concentration and attention and decision making to do that. Okay, so that's the first tip. Uh, the second tip, master human psychology, understand what makes you tick, understand your strengths and your weaknesses, and understand what makes other people tick. And then test, 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 test. Okay. Uh, don't, and then the third tip will be, don't worry about getting it perfect right off the bat. Uh, because I think too many people are like, okay, well, I don't have the perfect website. I don't have the perfect book cover. I don't have the perfect this or the perfect that. And again, that, that human psychology element, we can unpack more. Um, I brushed over it cause it's a really, really deep rabbit hole as far as NLP, et cetera. Um, and number one, treat it like a business, right? Number two is master your own psychology, strengths and weaknesses. I'll unpack that maybe a little bit more so you can 
um, kind of get an idea for it. We have blind spots, okay? Uh, the biggest, biggest thing that freaks me out, I just did a video about this. It said, uh, and the title is, I'm scared, and scared in all caps, because, because I am, I'm, I'm freaked out. And here's, here's what freaks me out, okay? Um, building a great product doesn't freak me out. Creating great content, nope. Um, potentially getting rejected, nope. Potentially winning and not knowing how to deal with it, nope. Uh, having too many people on my team and not knowing how to sustain that cash flow, nope. Here's the one thing that freaks me out. It's the blind spots in my own psychology that I'm not aware of and not getting the immediate feedback that I need from my network on needing to fix those things. That's the number one thing that freaks me out is that there's probably something that I'm making that's a mistake that I don't know that's a mistake and I'm not even uh, conscious enough of that particular thing because I don't know that the element is there, right? It's like um, a good analogy is when you get on an airplane, right? It's like when you're in your home, you're like, you, you, everything's in your home and then, and then you go to the airport, you get on an airplane and then you take off. You guys ever have that where you take off and then you look down at all the houses and you go, my house is just one of those houses. Uh, whoa, that is weird. <laughs> you ever have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, right? So it's the same thing with, with the human psychology element. It's like how many things are you not seeing that are actually affecting everything across the board and are, uh, aren't aware of? So there's that. And then also make sure you apply that to other people as well because uh, different people react to different things, right? We're talking, you know, primary representational systems. We're talking, you know, different histories. We're talking different uh, incentives, different drivers, different fears that everybody has. And, and if you want your business to work, Number one, treat it like a business. Number two, understand that psychology because businesses are people. You're, you're, you're delivering value to real humans. If you want to actually do, if you actually really want to do this, especially if you're a coach, uh, again, speaker, writer, it, it's somebody's got to read your thing. Somebody's got to listen to your content. Somebody's got to get tapped into it and it has to make an impact enough for them to be moved enough to actually take a certain action uh, with that, right? And then obviously the third thing is don't worry about getting it perfect. Uh, because I did this, man, I spent almost half a million dollars on a tech platform. So I spent like, yeah, <laughs> my own money. And that was while I was working at other gigs to support that. Um, and I built that out and it's awesome. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And then you know what happened? Russell came out with ClickFunnels and he completely obliterated me and it was the same offering and I just couldn't compete, right? So it ended up being a total sunk cost and we're totally re redoing it. But it's, it's a great lesson that I've had to learn. And I see people do this over and over and over again whether it's my staff or people I work with, they're, they're like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to launch. I'm not, what, what if it's not perfect? What if, what if people don't like it? And uh, my recommendation is it's a lot better to get it out there and get the feedback. And I have some, some mental models and stuff that I can give uh, as well for how to think about putting the stuff out, getting the feedback, iterating, improving it. Agile development, if you were to take that agile development concept, apply it to your content, apply it to your mission statement. Um, that would be it. And then I'll, a fourth one I'll give as a bonus get really clear on your mission. And by mission, I, I mean, what is it that's bigger than you? What is it that's bigger than you? If you really want to do this, if you want to quote, you know, build an online business, uh, be an influencer, you know, just to give you guys a sense of, uh, a sense of the scale here, uh, all three of those companies that Joel mentioned are at a million dollars per month. Okay, so that, that's a million dollars per month in run rate that we did the marketing on when it comes to real dynamics. We also did the back end financial allocation on that. So we're dealing with the front end to bring that in and the back end of how to allocate that between staff, between expenses, et cetera. So when you're dealing at that level, their mission has to be greater than just you. It has to be because it's not about you anymore. You start with it being about you. You start with it being about the lifestyle. You start with it being about the freedom, but there's a point where it transitions 
And it's when you get that kid that's really bought in on staff and he's like, like I, I've got this kid. He, he lives in Argentina. He's 19, man. He, 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 he looks up to me, right? He's, he's like, dude, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I'm like, I'm like, I think he believes in this thing more than I do. This is crazy. And that's because our mission statement has, has gotten so dialed in. Um, and uh, there's this quote. It's like, it's a lot easier to do something big than it is to do something small. So if you say, want to be a coach, ask yourself, what is the big mission statement that you stand for? What is the beacon that you are? Like, like if, if your mission is the arrow, you're just the tip of it. You're not the entire arrow. You're just the tip of the arrow. Um, for us, it's, you know, uh, helping entrepreneurs in a global space to be better entrepreneurs, because I believe that the innovations was going to come and it's going to, is going to save this planet. I truly believe that the only way to, to save this thing that, you know, with the, the plastic and all this crazy stuff is to get entrepreneurs in a really good place uh, to innovate, right? The, kind of what we saw with Elon is like, it's like a support system for Elon Musk. <laughs> is the way I kind of think of it, right? Um, so yeah, those, those would be my four tips. It's if somebody like, if you want to build a business online, and that's the critical word business, treat it like a business, master your own psychology, master other people's psychology, um, learn how to communicate your value offerings and don't be scared to launch too soon. And then last but not least, um, obviously make sure that you dial in on that mission statement so that when people come up to you and they ask you, hey, what do you do? There's a really big difference between saying, hey, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a coach versus, hey, we do this together. It's a, it's a we statement. It's something that they can feel like they're a part of, they can attach to, and yeah. they can make a part of their identity as well. That's why I love your stuff as well. You've, you've really dialed in on that. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm so big on the 10-year vision game plan. All of my students, everyone that comes to my events, they learn how to map their own 10-year vision. And it's such a great starting point. It, it happened with me. I was in the room with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, ten, almost 10 years ago. It was like nine and a half years ago. Casted my vision for Addicted to Success and all of the other things that I was creating. And dude, when you have a vision that is big and powerful, it shadows your fears. And you can clearly articulate it to the world so that people, the right people, start showing up. And then the people that aren't meant to be in your vision will clearly understand that, wait, this guy is going this direction and he's going this powerfully. I'm going to move out the way. It's, it just clean cuts through everything and it keeps you disciplined to, to, to stay on path with your mission. So I love that you included that in there along with all the other great points. We've got four points that we shared. Thank you so much, man. Um, I do remember uh, Owen Cook uh, from RSD. I remember him sharing, it was probably about a year or so back. He was talking about marketing and what they've done with RSD. And he said that they put up this page and they had a video on their sales video and they were doing the promo for it. It was like maybe the first or second run and they had only made maybe $30,000, $40,000 and they were kind of all scratching their head like, what's going on? They then went and shot another video and with that video, they ended up relaunching the, the same program but made like a million off it. And he said that was when he realized like how important it is to test and experiment and to like keep creating content uh, and, and putting it out there. And now they have a commitment. I don't know if they still do, but I remember saying they have a commitment where they get together as a group and brainstorm ideas on, on shooting more sales videos uh, and, and you know Facebook videos and things like that to really start building more and, and, uh, and testing, experimenting. It's the same thing that I saw with Ty Lopez. When I hung out with him six years back, the first thing he asked me is like, what are you testing right now? And I'm like, oh, well, I've got like, you know, a pop-up on my website to capture emails. And he's like, what else are you testing? Like he was really going in on me on the testing, experimenting. And I now know, you know, six years down the line, I now know why it's so important because it could be the difference between making, you know, $2,000 or $200,000 or whatever it may be for you. 
Totally, totally. And it, it, it starts with your personal life. It's, it's so funny how when you build a brand or an organization, you, it's, it's like having kids. It's kind of weird. It's like whatever energy you are, you know how they say like money makes you more of who you are, like it amplifies yeah. to where like, yeah. it's not going to change you. It's just if you're a good person, you're going to be like a better person. And then if, if you're a terrible person, you're going to you know, do crazy stuff. Uh, and so I think this experimentation and testing really, it starts at the personal level. And that's also a recommendation I would start with is it's like if something's not working in your life, if say you're stuck in a nine to five, um, I know a lot of people that are stuck in a nine to five, they want to break out and they just quote, don't know what to do, right? They don't know that first step to take. Uh, I think that one of the most important first steps is to admit that it's not working. Like admit that whatever you've done up until this point is not working. Number two is admit you're going to have to go into the unknown. Okay. And that's, that, that freaks us out, right? More than pretty much anything for humans going into the unknown is the scariest thing. And the third thing is go into it with, with like a game. And that's where the testing comes in. Treat it like a fun little game where, I mean, if you, if you were to look back when we were kids, it's like you try stuff, right? You're like, oh, well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this thing. And then you try this thing. And then like, sometimes you totally get, you know, hurt as a result. And, and then, you know, your parents are like, don't stop doing that. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's not a good idea, right? But then somewhere, somewhere along the line, like we become quote adults, and then we have this perception that as an quote adult, you have to have it figured out, right? And I think that's, I think that's so false. I mean, I mean uh, like if, if a heart surgeon came up to me and was like, hey, do heart surgery, I would be able to tell him, dude, I don't know how to do heart surgery. So why is it that we're so not confident in being able to say, hey, I don't know how to do this. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to figure it out. Like, uh, like I'm learning investment banking now. I know nothing about investment banking. I'm trying to figure this out. It's so cool. It's like a kid in a playground. And uh, when you start to dial in on that, then you start to realize, okay, this is fun. Make it a fun puzzle for yourself. And you know, when it comes to like multivariant, I mean, we test, we test everything. We test, we test ad copy. We test uh, video sales letter copy. We test the hook. We test the colors. We test, you know, th there's a long laundry list we can break down, but it brings, it, it starts with the psychology of making it fun for yourself to do the testing. Because if it's, if it's tedious, if it's heavy, that means there's something missing in your own psychology. And usually it's this idea that you are so attached to the judgment. Like I, I have this still and I fight with it where like I'm a, I'm a crack marketer. I'm, I'm a you know, top whatever 1% marketer, which means, okay, well, when a client comes to me and I start with a new client, I tell them like the first thing I tell them is we're going to make a bunch of mistakes really fast. And that's, that's how I pitch, that's how I pitch clients. And I, I go to them, I say, look, Everybody else is going to pitch you a certain model and a certain thing. Here's what we're going to do. Here's, here's the list of the things that we do. And number one thing you have to understand is we are going to fail a whole bunch really, really, really quickly. Okay. If you're okay with that, then let's move forward. If you're not okay with that, it's probably not a good fit for us to work together. And I think it's kind of what you're getting at is um, test it, improve it, iterate, dial it in, but don't just think of it as just a sales page or just a VSL. Also start to do that in your life. It's like if waking up every morning, driving to a job you hate, to have a boss yell at you and then coming home isn't working, test something, like it's okay to test something different. The fear setting is, it's, your life's not gonna collapse. And even if, it, even if certain aspects are less advantageous, such as financially, you know, you're not as, in a, as good of a position, understand that that's not the same as your life collapsing. There, there are two very, very different things. We have this disconnect in our own psychology with the fear that like, oh, if we lose our job, it's over. Right? If we lose our job, it's, it's, it's over. And I see over and over again, it's simply not true. We are, we are very, very resourceful as human beings. We have actually all the resources. If you are 
blessed enough to be able to listen to this podcast right now. You have all the resources that you need um, in your life to be able to create an amazing life. And, and I really genuinely mean that. Um, and that's important to understand. Yeah, I don't know any successful, I'm talking like uber successful entrepreneur that I've interviewed or met in person or spoken at events with that hasn't failed multiple times at something. Like they've had big sidewinder like <laughs> lessons that have hit them, you know, without even knowing it was coming and, and they've had to really get resourceful. And that's the, the key is like practicing that resourcefulness. Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, uh, do you mind if I share kind of a vulnerable story for, for being on here? Go ahead, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's cool to say like, Hey, run, right. Ran marketing for a company doing a million a month. Right. And then ran the back end finance on that. And that to most people is so far outside of the benchmark. And it sounds really cool. Like, and it's cool to say, but you know, you know there's, there's this moment I had where we were doing these, these product launches and I was, um, I was in my shower in the fetal position, laying down with a, with a hot water coming down. And there was about, you know, 80 or 90 more things I needed to do that day. And it was 3.15 in the morning. <laughs> okay, so I should have done those things already. And, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't have an out. There's no eject button for this. Like, how do I make this stop? How do I make this stop? And all I wanted to do was to make a stop. It was so painful and it was so stressful. And there, there, was, there was so much cortisol coursing through my body that my body was just completely shutting down. Um, I couldn't prioritize tasks. I couldn't manage my team. I couldn't lead. It was just full shutdown. Um, anyone who's ever been through like a tough breakup, it's a similar emotional state where you just, you just want to crawl in a ball. You want to cry. You want it to end. Um, and there was something that happened. Uh, like I, I turned the shower off. I got out. And, and again, it's kind of, kind of a, a very personal story, but I share it because I think it's important we will understand like the level of success doesn't matter. We're human. Um, so I have a, a SIG 226 9mm that I keep on my bed. It's a, it's, a, it's a handgun. And I remember going out and taking the gun out, taking the bullets out, and, and just, just putting it towards my temple. And I said, like, either you choose. Either you end it or you keep going. Either you end it or you keep going. And I laid there for, until the sun came up, staring at myself in the mirror with this, with this gun in my tongue. And there was something very, very weird that happened in my psychology where I let go to such a high level that it rewired any new challenge into instant dopamine. Like there's something that happened in my body that said, dude, this is way too crazy. If you keep doing this, you're physically going to die. We're not going to be here anymore, <laughs> which, which you're you know, like the primal amygdala part of your brain says, okay, if we're, if we're not going to be here anymore, this is bad. I need to fix something. So it rewired my brain to trigger dopamine off of those uh, stress triggers now. So now, for example, when uh, a client isn't happy or something collapses totally in the company, I get excited. I get this exhilarated rush because in that moment I made the choice. And so it's, it's like, I can't go, I can't go back. Like, I don't get the choice to go back. That's it. Um, it's like, I, it's like you jump, you've jumped off the cliff. That's it. <laughs> like you're, like you're, you're, you can't, you can't go back up there. That, that's all that there is to it. And, and I say that story, it's a tough one for me to say because um, like, like I've, I've said it a couple of times and, and even to admit that you, that I was there, like that's the hard part. And I think um, for those of you that are listening that you have to, you have to be able to stare yourself in the mirror with stuff like that. And, and much less imagine staring yourself in the mirror so like, and then sharing it with, with the entire world and saying, judge me, judge away, no sweat, no big deal. I'm, I'm dang good at what I do, but you know what? I'm human. I'm human at the end of the day. 
And, and I don't consider it a mistake. I consider it a huge blessing, a huge, amazing blessing. And, um, and it creates this unique dynamic inside of your own mind where you start to think, okay, wait a minute. There's a whole nother level here. Like we were talking about uh, money mindsets and like being able to shift into a new bracket. Well, it applies with money and it also applies with performance because what I like, what I realized in that moment is you can't perform when you're in stress. And so if, if you're listening and you have this dream and, and, you, and you feel stuck, understand you have to experiment with, with the things that you're doing to trigger new things in your life. That was my version of an experiment. It's kind of an intense one, right? It, it wasn't voluntary. I didn't like sign up, you know, I didn't go like, Hey, let me do this. You know, today it was just, you know, we, we were doing a million a month. Like the run rate was crazy. I was doing my best. It was just too much to handle. I overextended. Right. And that's what happened. And, um, I think, I think it's okay to like acknowledge that and, and to say like, Whoa, that's pretty, like, that's pretty nuts, man. That's a pretty crazy thing to go through. Like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to share. It's a, not an easy thing to go through, but hopefully there's somebody that's there that's like, wow, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad if I go and I write that book or I go on that stage or I take on those coaching clients. That's not that bad comparatively. Maybe I should just go for it and see what happens. Maybe, wait, whoa, I went for it and it worked. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, now I have to go for it again, right? And that, that, that I think is the harder fear is that now you have to commit. It's like we as humans, we're so non-committal. We're like, I want to be able to do whatever. And then as soon as you commit to your dream, that's it. That's it. You're the weird entrepreneur guy. That's it. <laughs> you know, like, like people, sure. will, yeah, people will judge you. It's okay. So, so commit to that. Um, so what I'm getting out there is like iterate with your, yourself. Iterate with the things that are like that you're doing with your actual day. Uh, because when you start to change that, like I have this phrase, you can't, um, you can't, uh, think yourself into action, but you can act yourself into emotion. Mm. And I think that's really, really powerful. Again, you can't think yourself into action, but you can act yourself into emotion. If you ever have a, a bad day or a tough day, take the actions first, just, just focus on getting that action out there, right? You, you, maybe you don't feel great in your body. Just go to the gym, just go for a walk, just get the sunlight. And then the emotions will come because our biological systems are so hardwired with our brain that we forget. Sometimes we, we assume that our brain is more powerful than our body, but it actually is very synergistic. So I know there's a, there's a lot there, but um, hopefully that's helpful. I went totally off topic. I, I, I was is, like, no, this is so good, man, because I feel like this is like, uh, this is the area that a lot of entre entrepreneurs uh are very unaware of because they are sucked into the allure of like the glory of being, you know, a business owner and uh, getting that significance and making the money. And I can say, you know, hand on heart, man, I've had multiple experiences of feeling like that. Like I probably get it maybe once every few months, I get that feeling of like, I just want to like, let it all go. And it's like, what if not like in the sense that I put like a gun to my head, like you did, I, that's, that was a really interesting experience that you shared with us and I appreciate you getting vulnerable on it. I think for me, it's more like just wanting to run away from it all. Like, what would it be like if I just like didn't do this anymore? You know, and this is me like who's very committed to my to my work and, and so many other entrepreneurs I connect with, we have these conversations and they say like, yeah, sometimes I feel like I just want to check out and just like get off the grid. And um, the other day, man, I'm like sitting there going through social media and, and I like, literally threw my phone down on the bed, like threw it away from me. And I'm like, I, I felt this like icky feeling. This just like, like, I was being ruled by the robots. Like I literally felt like, like I'm no longer playing the game I want to play. I had to ask myself, whose game are you playing? And we're going to be so careful of that. And it's like, we get to, you know, choose where we live emotionally each day. And so 
you've got to have a game plan for that, man. Everything's touching everything. Everything can be affected. It's like if you're going all in on your business to the point where you're lacking connection with family and friends, you're going to feel it. Uh, if you're going all in on your business to the point where you're stressed, then you're going to be like, we're talking about this before, like making sure you're getting optimizing your body and having good sleep and knowing where you, when, how much energy you have for that day. Like if you're neglecting that, there's going to be a point where you're not going to be making the money that you desire to make because you haven't been looking after yourself on the back end. Now, you have a ring on your finger and I noticed that I know what that ring is. Maybe a lot of people that either like aren't able to see this, the video version of this, but they're like listening to it. Uh, Mikhail has this black ring and it's got this awesome technology in it. It's called the aura ring. So share with us, man, like why are you, why do you wear the aura ring? Cause I keep hearing entrepreneurs and, and people that are striving for more in life say how amazing it is. I might even get one myself. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the aura ring for those of you guys that are not familiar is, um, this ring goes on your finger and it tracks, uh, your sleep. It's, it's meant to attract it other things, but it's really meant to track your sleep and uh, attracts, you know, all the same things that, you know, the sleep cycle app kind of tracks. So a lot of people start there. That's where I started, but it is so much more accurate and so much more definitive in the data that it gives. Um, it's one of the few, I'm a big gadget guy. Those of you guys that can't see, I've got like all the gadgets. And uh, this is one of the few that's, that's really transformed my life. Really completely. Like, wait, wait, when he says he's got all the gadgets, he literally has like 30 monitor screens. It looks like, it looks like the mothership <laughs> he's about to take off and take on another planet. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm a big Iron Man fan. So I love like this idea of being like, in, you know, in, in that space. So yeah. Like, and plus you got to test. Like it's fun. It's like a kid with toys, right? And like, we're these crazy entrepreneurs. I don't know how they give us money to do this stuff. It's, we're totally, totally not qualified to have all these screens. Um, but but uh, anyway, with this thing, um, it's, it tracks your sleep. It tracks deep REM, which I love. It also tracks HRV, which is heart rate variability, which is very, very important to gauge how healthy your heart is. It's one of the best um, kind of metrics for uh, heart health because I think often we overextend, overcaffeinate. And I do notice, um, you know, a bit of a drop in my performance if my HRV dips a little bit you know, or um, actually goes a little too high. Uh, so it's changed my life. And, and the, the way that it has is it gives you a score. So it gives you a sleep score and then it gives you a readiness score. And so when you wake up in the morning, it, you know, you pop it off, you sync it up. And again, I'm, this isn't like my product. I'm like not, not affiliated at all, but I'm totally going to give them the, the most awesome pitch ever. Um, please sponsor me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, it gives you a, so the sleep score is how well did you sleep? And then a readiness score is how ready you are in the day. And what I like about that is it allows me to metricize my performance that day before I even start the day. So if I'm, if I'm rocking, if I'm at like a 92, 95, 97, I know I can wake up, I can hit the gym hard. I will still be able to blaze through all the work I need to blaze through. And I better do that high impact work first. I need to take like whatever, you know, that eat that frog concept, whatever that hard thing is that I need to tackle, go for it. Now your, your shark mode, blaze through it, go, go, go. Whereas if I, wake up and, and my score is a little bit lower, I go, okay, well, let me pace my day out more. Let me go less hard, maybe do a few less sets. Let me, let me pull that back. Let me go more consistent. Let me focus on getting that score up higher for the next day so I can do the really high impact work. And uh, I'm seeing it as a number, just it, it's something psychological where you know, you don't have to guess. So if you ever have that where you wake up and you feel kind of tired, some of those days I look at my score and I'm like, no, I'm actually good wait, what's going on? This is weird. Yeah. And then, and then some days you wake up and you feel like you're a rock star and you check and your score is good. And you're like, okay, that's very interesting. So uh, our ability to self 
diagnose is not very good. <laughs> like as humans, like we think we're good, but we're, we're really not that great at it. And to be honest, like the more that, I, the more that I test it, my own psychology is hyper, hyper, hyper flawed in my ability to diagnose my own capacity for output. Uh, so that's why these devices are um, super awesome. And then also morning rituals really help a ton. Um, after that weird thing, I created a morning ritual, to, like balance my life out and that's changed my life. So uh, yeah, or ring, get it. It is highly recommended, changed my life. Uh, super huge, like completely transformed my performance. I'd say I'm 30 to 70% more effective, if not two to three times more effective. It's, it's very hard to, to base that. But one thing that um, I know is I know where I'm at. And that's really powerful is, is you know, if, if you're at a 60 out of 100, you know you're at a 60 and you know you're not going to overcommit that day and that's going to allow you to recover. And then if you know you're doing great, you're going to have a certain sense of confidence and certainty with how you take those actions that day and how you have those conversations and have those meetings and, and that impact point is going to feel that much more congruent because nothing can really knock you off your game. It's like if somebody cuts you off in traffic you're like doesn't matter like I don't know, there's just no effect on there's no effect right and you're just like oh i'm at a 92 i feel good whatever <laughs> no big deal so yeah uh, yes yes thanks for sharing that it's it's interesting because i look at it like the most important commodity is not money because that comes and goes right and the most important commodity isn't time well, it isn't if you pass away and you're no longer you know here and so to a certain degree the most important commodity while you're here is energy because that's the fuel that's the source for you to be able to output during your day with the time that you have here and i love that you've got this way of measuring it more and becoming more self-aware and you're probably better like if you took the aura ring off you're probably uh more switched on and aware of yourself now just because you've been wearing it engaging it right absolutely absolutely yeah. and it's this ability to self-regulate that that's that's huge and it's a certain awareness because sleep is Sleep is something we cut into. I used to cut into it all the time. Oh my gosh, I look back and I did not even really like people used to tell me like, no, you'll be more, more effective if you go to bed early and wake up early. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, I, I got to do the stuff. Like, leave me alone, right? You don't understand me. You know, I got to keep going. And now, <laughs> that's, now a, that's a rebel in you, bro. Dude, of that's course. Rebel spirit. <laughs> dude, of course, yeah. And, and so it's like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, right. But now I see it. I'm like, yep, yeah, okay. No questions about it. Way more effective when I'm up at five nothing I can do about it. It's, it's field tested, it's field tested, proven. Can't argue with it. You know, you can't argue with metrics, right? Data doesn't lie. So, uh, I love it for that. And then, uh, the morning ritual that I stacked on top of this, I'll just go through it very, very quickly. Cause this actually was the differentiator in me, uh, being able to do a lot of the things I've been able to do over the last, like, especially three to five years is, is adjusting some of these little uh, things. And then this morning ritual I developed about a year and a half ago where I finally got it like to where it's good. So I just, just want to go through that maybe really, really quickly. Share okay. that man. Share yeah. yeah. The, the A2S listeners are very uh, tuned into wanting to understand more about their million dollar habits and their rituals for sure. So this one was, this one was huge. Uh, again, like everything, if you do it every day, you will notice a massive difference within 15 to 30 days. Um, might, maybe even faster. So what I do every morning, I've, I've, I've found these eight categories of life that really kind of everything kind of fits into, right? And that's uh, what I, so what I do every morning is I, is I go through where I'm at in every category and what I need to improve. So uh, the way I do it is I wake up and I do this every single day without fail. I will not leave my bed or check Instagram or my phone at all um, until I do this. So I wake up and I go, how do I feel physically, right? Because the, the physical body is this machine and I kind of do this 
thing. Like I kind of clench my hands and I go, okay, does anything hurt? Is anything off? Because sometimes we'll work too much. Like we'll get like carpal tunnel, right? Sometimes your neck hurts. Sometimes your lower back hurts. Totally not even aware of it. You just ignore it. You stuff it. And then it affects your performance because our neurology is so uh, linked to our body. So how do I feel physically? Um, Then the second one is I put my hand over my heart and go, how do I feel emotionally? And is there something I'm stuffing? Is there something I'm going through that I really need to process? Um, I've had days where I sit there for three hours, you know, and I go, whoa, okay, whoa, what's up with that? Right. And I know you're big on, um, you know, like, like that really honest feedback work that you do with your audience. Yeah. So, so that one's huge. It's like, am, am I, wow, I feel anxious. Why do I feel anxious? Oh, okay. We onboarded too many staff too quickly. We need clients to support that. Okay. Wait a minute. All right. Hold on. Let's process this because I can't go through my day with that and, and expect to perform. So uh, how do I feel emotionally? Uh, the third one is I put my hands to my temples and I go, how do I feel mentally? And there is, am I clean? Am I clear? Am I focused? Am I having thoughts or is my attention, like you mentioned, going to the robots, right? Is my attention on, you know, what, what messages I got or on what emails I need to check or am I having my own thoughts? And it's really fascinating. This one is, is like, am I having my own thoughts? It sounds so simple, but it's actually very profound because ask yourself, what thoughts are you having that are actually yours and which are implanted by all these things that society tells us to pay attention to? Okay, so that, that one's huge. Uh, put my hands in the sky and I go spiritually, how do I feel if I was to die today, how to feel about it? Um, and then that one, it's like, if I wouldn't feel good about it, what's one thing I can do to where tomorrow I'd feel better about it. Now I'm at the point where any moment I could go, I'd get, I call it giant bird theory. I get hit by a giant bird and I'm like, Oh, that was it. Cool life. Sweet. You know, I think, I think it's pretty cool to, to not have that fear of death because that affects a lot of things. Um, and then I let my hands drop and I go energetically. How do I feel? Am I free? Am I flowing or am I, or am I blocking? So am I connected to the things around me, to the people around me, to the energy around me, to the planet, to the to the trees, to, to the experience, or am I resisting the experience and creating friction for myself to move forward? Uh, then I give myself a big hug and I go, relationships. Um, how do I feel with my relationships with myself and with others? So how do I feel about myself? Am I, am I confident? Do I stand for something? Am I congruent? Um, am I honest? Uh, am I somebody that I would want to be? <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of a funny question, but I think we forget about ourselves sometimes. And then relationship, right? What about my family? What about my friends? What about other people in my life. How do I feel about that? And I kind of rate myself at a, like, you know, one to 10 on all these. And then if there's uh, something missing, then I go, what can I do today? Um, I, I have this little, uh, like custom thing I built to send me birthday reminders for people so that I, like, I feel bad whenever I forget someone's birthday. So now like I try and like, like, what can I do today? To, like improve that by plus one, right? Um, regime, then I stick my hands out and I do like the money, like uh, resources. So number seven is resources. How do I feel with resources? And you know, that's, that's just pure. Do I have everything I need? in my life. And, and I'm getting, I'm at that point where it's like, I have genuinely everything I need. I don't need any more stuff. Um, so I feel really good. Now it's all about the, like this team thing and, and giving back and all this cool stuff. And then um, I, I stick my hands out like this and I imagine a tree growing out of them. Uh, and that's the eighth one is contribution. How do I feel about contribution? Uh, scale one to 10. Have I given something without asking for anything in return recently? Uh, am I contributing as much as I can with the power that I have? So once I started doing that, and again, I go through it very methodically, very slowly. Then when I get out, when I get out of bed, there, there's nothing that can happen in my day uh, that will knock me off my game. And uh, I was with my friend Rachel and Henry recently, and you might know them, uh, but they, the, the, we, were, we were having this discussion and, and a friend of mine kind of gave me pushback. He's like, what do you mean? Like, everything's great. Like, what if I, what if I told you right now that God forbid, like, like your mother passed away, right? How would you deal with that? And I go, I'd, I'd say that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Because that's the point you have to get to. That's the point you have to get to. It's a part of the experience. It's a part. Because to, to not have that, you're resisting life. You're right. res- it's that acceptance. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And it has to be instant and, and it has to be flowing. And yes, there'd be other emotions I'd have to process. Of course, of course. Right. But it has to be, wow, I get to, exp- it's amazing. I get to experience this. Um, that I think we forget, we get to do this. If, if you want to make an impact, you get to, you get to. And that's a very powerful thing to understand is it's, it's something you get to do. It's not something you have to do. It's not this big weight. No, it's, it's, it's this amazing thing you get to do with your life. It's, it's a total privilege and it should be done with gratitude. Um, so yeah, that, that, that totally changed the way that I approach things now because um, it covers all bases. I have yet to find a thing that doesn't cover because it's like spirituality covers, like, like everything's kind of covered in that. It's, I'm a big systems guy. Like I'm, my parents are physicists. Uh, they're, they're both PhDs. So I, I'm very like systematic. So I think like, okay, like what can we do to create like a system? And it's the same should be for your business, right? Like, you take care of your clients. Why don't you take care of yourself? <laughs> like, like, we do that so much, right? Like we, we have the best support team, but then where's, where's our support team for, for ourselves, right? So um, yeah, hopefully that helps somebody again, just try it and see how you feel at the end of it. And it might take you an hour, an hour and a half in the morning. The first time I did, it took me about an hour and a half to get through that because I went, oh, okay, my lower back's messed up. Okay, well, okay, hold on, note, change deadlift form, <laughs> right, next. <laughs> you know, and you go through all these things and then I would go back through it again and I go and go through it again and I go through it again. Um, but it gives you this great audit where you can look at it and then if something happens during the day, you're kind of non-reactive to it because you're like, oh, okay, like Armageddon, you know, it'd be like a comet coming for the earth and you're like, well... If I died today, I'd feel good about it. So anyway, anybody want to, you know, go get a green smoothie or something? <laughs> People are like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with you? And you're, and we're all going to die. And I'm like, yeah, but like green smoothie sounds really good, right? <laughs> it's like, so, but, but it makes it easier. Like, to like, who is this crazy Russian? <laughs> totally. But it makes it easier to run your business, right? Because when, when there's total meltdown, um, then you're able to kind of be the rock, uh, both in your own life or whether that's, you know, in your business or in your family life or in your personal life, uh, things happen. Right. So it's, it's like, how much time do we spend being reactive to these things that then affects our ability to live that best version of ourselves that we can be. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's useful for, yeah, no, I feel that on every level, man, for sure. It's so important. You should shoot a video and put that up on your YouTube channel so we can see with the, the eight uh, parts to the ritual that you do. I think that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Now, Mikhail, you are also known as a really, uh, powerful copywriter too and you know for those who are listening that don't know what copywriting is uh typing up an email and saying it out to your subscribers right this is this art of like writing a powerful email that uh you know brings people into whatever it is you're offering and in creating engagement around it this is the art of copywriting now we also do this nowadays on social media right so you write a great caption that's captivating, that's engaging. It increases your reach in the algorithms. And also, you know, people are going to build a bit more trust with you if they feel like you're being vulnerable enough. And they also know that there's this like pattern in the way you've written it where it pulls them in and it makes them want to stay on and read the whole thing. So could you just share with us just in a nutshell, maybe like three or four points or five points of what, what we should keep in mind when we're writing captions and we're writing emails and we're writing statuses or writing, you know, copyright on a sales page selling our products and services sure absolutely okay so this this so caveat please stop me when i go too long on this because this is like my jam right here um <laughs> so, so you just you have, you have to be like enough no more uh, otherwise i'll just keep going so so uh, the first thing is understanding um this emotion versus logic uh phenomenon that we have right i, I think a copy as a pendulum between emotion 
and logic. That's the most simple one. I'm adding a third one called flavor, but we're going to not unpack that one because it might be a little bit over right. people's heads. So uh, whenever so, you're... So you're saying this is kind of like uh, people buy based off feelings, not facts. Is that essentially what you mean? But absolutely. Absolutely. And whenever you engage with anything, we... Um, we have this pendulum that swings back between logic and emotion and logic and emotion, right? Take for example, uh, Starbucks coffee. Okay. It's a perfect example. Like, like you, you drive past a Starbucks, you want the Starbucks and what happens in your brain, right? You, you drive past it and you go, it's a $5 coffee. That's stupid. Why would I do that? And then the emotion kicks in and it goes, but I really want it, but I really want it. And then the logic totally gets shut down. And then you, you're, you're drinking, next thing you know, you're just drinking the coffee. Like, like <laughs> that's usually how it works, right? So when, when you're writing great coffee, let's say you're working on um, a, a post on Instagram or an email or video sales letter or a sales page. Understand that uh, the state that somebody is in when they hit that page is going to be different for everyone or when they hit that post is going to be different for everyone. So one of the first things that I almost always do is I decide which point of that pendulum I want to swing them to first. And I almost always swing them into emotion first because somebody might land on that post and they might be already in a super emotional space. They might be super pumped up and that's going to work well. But with the, they also might be at work. They might be in a super logical headspace and that, that emotional post might not hit them as well. So um, I would recommend ask yourself, what is the first point of impact that you're making with somebody who's seeing it? Uh, like read it and read it out loud. Okay. Biggest recommendation, read it, read it out loud. And what happens to your psychology? What is the effect of your psychology when you read it out loud? Do you smile? Do you, is it a neutral setting? Is it, is it kind of hard to get through? Is it easy to get through? Is it free flowing? Is it creating some sort of visual in your mind that has some sort of impact? So uh, the first, again, the first thing, understand logic versus emotion logic versus emotion. When I do a long sales page or when I do a VSL, I lead with emotion. So the, the most common formula for this hook with emotion, handle objections with logic, close with emotion. So emotion, logic, emotion, emotion, logic, emotion. You can take that pattern. Those of you that are just starting out, you can take that pattern. You can run that over and over and over again, right? Take an Instagram post. Uh, you'll see these all the time where it's like, Oh my God, here's a really cool paragraph about some stuff. And then a bullet and then a bullet and then a bullet. And then some more really cool stuff. Oh my God, you should get my thing. <laughs> right. We see that over and over again. <laughs> you know, it's like how many of those have you seen, right? Keeping it elegant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Well, of course. I mean, I can, I can, we can always unpack that more, but uh, that's like, yeah, it's like you get them excited. You're like, Oh, well I'm excited. Pattern interrupt. And then, and then the, it's always like, okay, well, if you go too far into emotion, the problem is that people don't have enough concrete messaging to actually justify their own action taking right like in order to take an action we have to be able to justify taking that action okay the coffee will help me make back the five dollars that's my usual justification it's like i'll be so caffeinated i will totally make five hundred dollars off that five dollar investment totally delusional probably but that's the way i just <laughs> that's the way i justify right it makes sense <laughs> yeah right so, so so that's the first thing is understand that swing and uh, you can try this with people okay I, my recommendation with sales copy if you want to get good at sales copy do it in person. Okay. This, this is, this transformed, this took my copy through the roof. I mean, I've done all the, you know, I mean, Dan Kennedy, John Carlton, Gary Benson. I mean, you name an OG, I've gone through all their stuff. I've swiped it like the works. Right. And, and like tons of ESLs, tons of, I mean, you name it. Like we, we've, we've done it all like 75 top selling sales letters. Like the list goes on. And the, the big shift was when I started doing it in person. So what I would do is I'd, I'd be playing around with something and I'd be writing it out and write, 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 and sometimes dictate. So sometimes I dictate it into my phone and then transcribe and then send it in and then edit it up. 
And it was hitting, it was hitting good, but where it really made the shift was I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this in person. And I literally, I remember driving down the hill. I was at Ty's and I drove down the hill and I went into this, like this, this store that was there. And, and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to just talk to this person about the randomness thing that I can pick. And, and, and there was some shirt, like I was like, okay, I'm going to buy like a $20 shirt for whatever reason. And I'm like, Hey, like, tell me about the shirt. And they're like, I'm like, well, like what color is this? And they're, and they're like, it's red. I'm like, it doesn't look red. It looks maroon. Like what's the difference between maroon and red. And I'm trying to figure out like this person's psychology and it becomes almost like a jujitsu kind of a pacing where you're starting to see this person try to interpret the world. And then what you realize is that every single person that sees every piece of content that you put out has that same process where they go and they see it and they go, this is hard hitting or it's not right. Uh, the, like the worst thing you could do with copy is called death by faint praise where it's okay. Right. You like, if, if it can't be awesome, it can't, if it can't be great, like we were just talking about, make it shorter. If it's not great, make it shorter. If it's not great, make it shorter. If it's not great, make it shorter. Think like an editor. So again, one emotion, logic, emotion, logic, every single piece you write on that caption or on that email, you should be able to add, you should be able to answer. If I asked you this sentence, where are you taking them? You should be taking them either towards a logical justification or an emotional point. So like that story that I told earlier, that's the, that's an, that's a heavy emotional story, right? Uh, takes you all the way into emotion. you you have almost no logic. Uh, in your brain when you're listening to it. Whereas if I was to break down a certain benefit stack or a feature stack of a particular offering that we have, that's almost entirely logical. And that, uh, that's not going to elicit action. So emotion, logic, emotion, right? Emotion, logic, emotion, uh, for, for short things works really well for emails works really well for sales pages. Um, takes a bit longer to break that down. And there you have to start thinking beyond that. Okay. So, so for, for short form, Okay, so this is this is where you this is where you want to interject. Okay, go. <laughs> no, this is this is great. I love this. It's such a good breakdown. I'm thinking about the way that I write my emails, and definitely there are some times where, you know, I've written it. I probably should have taken a break, like stepped away from it, and then come back. I'm just sat in one like one sitting, writing it out, putting it out, because for the sake of like, oh, I've got to get it out, rather than going, wait a minute, is this hard hitting? And I do know the times where I've really got meticulous about it, but also like really going like am I putting myself in the reader's shoes? This is when I get better results to get better click through rates. And um, even the subject title, like it gets more opens because I really thought about it from their perspective rather than just writing, what do I try and what am I trying to share with them rather than like, well, it's important to be in their shoes and you know, people's time is valuable. So got to respect that. So then when you do send it, it's got to be hard hitting for them to feel like, okay, this person respects my time and they've got something to offer. Totally. Yeah. The, th the three tips, if we were to do like the quick and dirty three tips is number one is that pendulum emotion, logic, emotion. The second would be dictate it. Don't write it, get a dictate app and say, I think a lot of people get stuck here when, when they start cop uh, doing cop copies, like one of those things, like it's intimidating until you realize that it's super easy to do really difficult to master. It's like one of those things, you know, it's like, it's easy to break. Once you break in through that beginning part, like you feel like you got it and then you realize it's terrible. <laughs> so Addicted. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, Oh, what do I write now? It's like, okay, well, if you can't write it like voice memo, like even if you don't dictate it, voice memo, listen back to it and then write out what you voice memo or even better, just dictate it, send it to yourself, clean it up, polish it up, pop it out. Uh, and then the third tip, tip immediately is read it out loud. I know these are like super simple and we can go further into like copy psychology and stuff in a sec, but for me, it was very intimidating to start on copy. And I know a lot of people that are like, I'm not a copywriter. I'm not, I hear this all the time 
but I'm not a copywriter. I'm, I'm like, really? Do you, have you ever talked to a human? Have you ever convinced your kids to do something? Like if you've convinced your kid, if you have kids and you convince them to do anything, you're probably a better copywriter than I am at this point because I can't convince kids to do anything at all. Okay, so like, and, and that's the truth. It's, it's like understanding that human psychology. So that pendulum, boom, um, dictate it. And then um, also uh, say it out loud. Sometimes I'll write something and I'm like, oh, this, this is awesome. And then I'll say it out loud. It sounds uh, less awesome. <laughs> Just put it that way. It sounds right. not as awesome as I thought. Um, uh. Yeah. And, and so if you, I mean, if you want, I can go more advanced on the psychology. I just, I just, I don't want I, it to I be over too many people. Yeah. I think, I, mean? I think for the sake of like the, the value that we already have and those things are really key. I know we could get super technical and I think that um, there's a lot here to unpack, unpack already. Um, we'll have to do a part two. <laughs> yeah, totally. For sure. Always down. Love it, man. Love it. Awesome shares, brother. I'm really proud of you and everything that you've achieved uh, and just how generous you are in the process of just getting this out there and sharing it. I do know that you've built a community uh, and you have a program. So if you could share that with us before we wrap up, that would be awesome. Yeah, totally. So a uh, quick little mission statement on this is from the last decade of working with Ty, Jumpcut, RSD, this internet marketing thing, there's so many skills that you have to learn it's very hard to find one place to figure out what you're even supposed to learn. So what I decided to do is I, I created a mentoring program. It's, it's 12 weeks. It's awesome where I unpack everything. I mean, we start with uh, market niche, uh, how to take that pain point, how to create a product around it, how to package the value, how to film the product. We tell you how to write it, film it, the works, how to build out lead magnets, tripwires, funnels, uh, how to create engaging and compelling content, um, how to do cold traffic, uh, how to build a sales team. So it's a, it's a 12 week uh, fast track masterclass on everything you know about digital marketing. It's very, very powerful. Um, I'll include, I guess we'll include a link in the show notes. Um, if you don't see the link, it's yeah. mvkbiz.com slash addicted to success. And what I'll do for the people uh, that come specifically from your podcast, can we get a custom link for you is I'll give them a funnel audit session in group format as well uh, as to where if someone uh, already has a sales page or already has a place that they're driving traffic to, we'll take a look at it and we'll say, look, here's what we've seen that's field tested, that's proven to work in other areas that you can improve right now to get more people into your brand, into your service, uh, close more leads and, and you know generate more money uh, from your business. So that's uh, the program. We also have a community. Uh, that's www.hustlesystem.com. And that one's totally free to join. And uh, the powerful thing with that is I wanna create a place where you can go when you need support, when you need help. Uh, because what happens when you're an entrepreneur is some people get it, but usually the people that get it are busy and they're hard to get a hold of and you feel like you're kind of eating up their time. And so what I really want to create is a one-stop shop solution where it's like, look, if you're, if, you're, if you're up at three in the morning, your Facebook ads aren't working, you can say, guys, I'm freaking out. My Facebook ads aren't working. And there's probably somebody in there who, who is knowledgeable about Facebook ads who can help you. And uh, whatever it is that's going on with your psychology, it's a safe place to say, dude, guys, I overscaled. I don't know what to do with my team. Okay, well, somebody's there going to be able to help you. Um, and then we, we'll also do some trainings and some Q&As, and we do interviews there as well, so you can like meet with experts. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, I guess the third thing is if you want to just follow me on IG, at M-V-K-B-I-Z. That's also cool. Uh, we also have the Hustle System YouTube channel, which we just relaunched. Um, so those are the best places. But yeah, th that program, man, it's, um, it's a beast. It's, I've basically taken like the last decade of my knowledge, and I've packaged it into, into a 12-week thing, which... Um, I've gone through like other people's stuff and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like actually, it's, it's, it's a very crazy value prop to try and pull off uh, of teaching someone from the ground up how to 
create content, how to be good on camera, how to break through fears, how to, how to like avoid that fear of judgment. Okay, you got that part. Okay, how do you make the content compelling? How do you make it interesting? How do you build the funnel around it? How do you build this whole brand around it that then becomes a real business uh, in the future that frees you up to do things that you want to do? Um, it's really, as you can imagine, it's actually a, a very, very challenging thing to create that actually gets the results. Uh, that's why we do it with a coaching component. Uh, we do three calls a week and it's, it's so anyway, I'm not going to over, you know, oversell your guys. You guys should do it. It's awesome. It's a rock star uh, program. Like students are getting crazy results. It's, it's crazy to see like these young kids and like the results they're getting. It, it kind of makes me jealous. Like we got a kid in there. Who's, <laughs> dude, dude, we got a kid in there who's 19. He's yeah. just absolutely like crushing it. And I'm like, man, like when I was 19, I was totally like, this kid's going to outperform me. Like by the time he's my age, he's going to be like just totally crushing it, destroying it. So, um, yeah, that's the best place to get a hold of me, obviously. And, um, also if you just have any questions, um, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, DM me if you just want assistance with copywriting or a hug, you know, it's, it's okay. Like hugs are good. So. Awesome. Thanks dude. Now I've got one last question before we wrap up. Okay. If you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Appreciate the things in your life. Give, give, give. It's not all about you. Um, make the impact, give more hugs, be a good person. Um, the fear isn't real. Um, and really it's not about what you get. It's about what you give. And at the end of the day, just remember we are cosmic entities having a human experience. Uh, everything is temporary and we are all one. The separation is a complete illusion. We're all in this together. And uh, the more that we can unify, the more that we can come together, the more that we can feel like we truly, truly belong where we are.